Just a minute. We got the legend, Willy Wonka, coming up on stage. Wonka, while you were here, man, how does it feel to be famous and have the opportunity to speak in front of a crowd of seven of your peers here on Twitter? I feel I feel very uh, very privileged, uh, but like the 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 reason that I came up was to uh, talk about soccer and football. So, <laughs> bro, okay. First off, it still is called <laughs> soccer. <laughs> there's there's zero debating the fact that it's called soccer. Yeah, and... I mean, I mean, we can call it soccer now, right? You guys ain't watching it anymore, anyways. No. <laughs> <laughs> so my uh, my world. Team so rare got absolutely obliterated, like <laughs> absolutely obliterated. The entire lineup just completely destroyed. <laughs> so yeah, you know, to be fair, was it the, you know, was it the best outing ever? Probably not, but you know, it's all good. We thrive, we survive anyway. I- I'm curious to see if we have any survivors uh, from Art Basel that end up coming up here. Yeah, true. I I know some of the folks from Room One Ten. They they <laughs> they claim to be pretty dead. Yeah. Down that, bro. Anytime after you go on a trip like that, like it is, I'm sure for them it was about four days straight of just complete yeah. utter debauchery. Um, so I would not be shocked to see very few survivors. Um. No man, what what all's good with you right now? Um, not, nothing, nothing much. Just working a lot and actually watching the watching football a lot. So that's uh, Japan. Japan just crashed out uh, on penalties today, right? Like half an hour ago. That was pretty sad. I was rooting for them. So yeah. Well, what team? What is your team going forward right now? Give us the. Um, I mean, I. I I, I'm Swiss, so I have to support Switzerland, right? But um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm uh, supporting Argentina. I, I, I hope they win. We'll see. You're just a Messi fan. What about you, though? Yeah, I'm a Messi fan. I'm, I was about, I'm, I am a Barcelona fan, so I, of course, have to also support Messi. <laughs> no, it makes sense, man. It makes sense. I mean, honestly, like, I. I really, at this point, just don't care. I mean, I, I enjoy watching the games, like what you said, but I've got no team in particular. I'm not like a die-hard seasonal, um, seasonal soccer fan. I nearly said football. <laughs> um, I'm not a die-hard <laughs> yeah. soccer fan. So at the end of the day, like when all this is said and done, you know, like it, it is what it is for me. I, I love watching during the World Cup. You know, I enjoy watching during the Olympics. But outside of that, like, I don't really keep up with club soccer. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I do. I do pretty much. So, I, I have no idea about, uh, what 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 was it called? Egg hand or hand egg? Hand egg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we're even out. Uh, I see roosters here. Rooster probably can give us a first-hand experience on, uh, on Art Basel. I'm I'm excited to hear about it. I'm excited to hear his voice first and foremost. Before he speaks, uh, I want to hear how down bad do you think Rooster's voice sounds like right now? Like, what percentage is it going to be there? 
<laughs> I'm going with a solid 60, 65. Like, I think there will be a little bit of raspiness, a little hoarse. You know, you'll from, see the signs from, of fatigue, but he's young enough that he's going to be able to bounce back and have, you know, the stamina to be able to push through and um, still still give us the rundown of what happened. For sure. From, from what I heard yesterday, though, he's pretty dead. So I'll let you <laughs> talk. So. 65% <laughs> if we're lucky, right? <laughs> oh yeah, man! That. So when did you end up getting back, man? Were you uh, were you there through this through this morning, or you end up heading back yesterday? Uh, I had a, my flight was at seven yesterday, um, so I headed back last night. Got in Denver around midnight. Um, but yeah, I was a. Uh, it was a great time. Um, I slept maybe I slept a total of nine hours since. Uh, I flew in on Thursday by the time I left. <laughs> Dude, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it should uh, it should it should be criminal for places to be open like till eight, ten in the morning. That uh should definitely be illegal, I feel like now. <laughs> oh, oh so you, you were there like till ten. Yeah, I was everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I've seen a lot of different uh, reactions about Art Basel, and I see I saw a couple memes where it was like, you know, uh, NFT events at Art Basel. It's like a picture of a bunch of people on their phones, and I was, we must have not been at the same Art Basel because I had a way different experience. Well. Dude, first and foremost, I want to hear how did the uh, the Room One Ten event go? Oh, it was awesome! It was uh, so I don't know if you saw, but um, they actually made us our own cocktail. Yeah, yeah, I did see that, man. I, I uh, which that's badass in and of itself. Yeah, it was and very... it looked like the cocktail. Like you know, if they did make it, I think I looked at it. Like the cocktail price was basically free for you know Miami standards at least. Right, it like there's a little bit of a discount there for it too. Yeah, eleven dollars yeah. in Miami is basically free. I mean, like eleven dollars these days for a cocktail in most places is pretty cheap, which is kind of insane in and of itself. But like Miami, you know, especially if you're going out in South Beach, Brickell, those areas, you can be spending thirty bucks for a cocktail easily, which is crazy. Yeah, and so. uh so I met B-Ways, BT, um, Matt Crow, met a bunch of people. Uh, B-Ways and BT are, you know, obviously verified legends. Um, it was funny. So we were at the Psychedelics Anonymous uh, event, right, at LaRouge. And it's like impossible. It was honestly pretty hard to, you know, network there just because you could barely hear yourself think. Um, but it was a great vibe, great party. And I swear I hear B-Ways' voice. Uh, I turn around and I was like, I fucking, I think that's B-Ways. And so, you know, obviously I go, I go. So you hadn't even met him yet. No, right. I hadn't even met him yet. And so I turned around and I was like, B-Ways. And he goes, name. <laughs> Wait, he didn't, he didn't spot you out initially by the name? Right. By the voice? Right, exactly. Well, I mean, it was impossible to, impossible to hear anything, uh, pretty much. No, but it was funny. It was like legendary the way it happened. I started cracking up. And then I was like, it's Rooster. And then uh, he was like, oh shit, Rooster. And, uh, yeah, we had a fucking blast. Bro, that's amazing. Okay, so what night was that? That was first night. That was Thursday night. 
Okay, um, that makes a lot more sense then. So that was before you guys had the room 110, before you guys met up, did any of that stuff, which, again, I, I'm curious, you know, did you have anybody that was kind of, you know, random that you didn't expect to come to y'all's event? Um, a couple people. So, honestly, I met a lot of people, but I also don't remember which ones were which, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, they'd be like, so – Here's how it all started. Uh, we get to the Airbnb, and it's the best spot it could have been anywhere. You know, we're in a nice penthouse, literally in the heart of Wynwood. Everything was within walking distance, um, like two minutes, three minutes away. And there's this little bodega across the street, and I hadn't eaten in a couple hours. So I was like, now let's go grab some sandwiches. Um, so we go across the street to grab some sandwiches. In this bodega, it was like a convenience store. They had a sandwich shop. There was like a crackhead-looking lady dancing with a baby doing a wine tasting. Uh, There's a DJ there and a mini art gallery, like <laughs> right across the street. And I was like, okay. I was like, I feel the vibe, Miami. And uh, then we randomly like saw uh, Klaus and some other PA people there. Um, so we linked up with them, and then we ended up like throwing a pregame, I guess, at the penthouse and like ended up like you know 50 60 people showing up to the pregame uh then we did the psychedelics event which was uh which was great and then did we do something after psychedelics or no we did we just hosted another after party after psychedelics that was fun um and then the next day we did uh, d gods uh, the D God Zeus event, and, which I was going to ask, uh, what was your access for that event? Because I didn't know that you were a D God Zeus holder. I'm not. Okay, so you just knew the right person. No, yeah, Rusa could get in anywhere. <laughs> it was a uh, yeah. I went to Goblin Town as well, um, but the the it was like across the street from our like literally twenty feet away um, from where we were staying. And, oh, it's badass, man. Yeah, it it was cool. It was a. Uh, were there it, more events like toward where you were, or like on the South Beach side, or was it kind of like even? It was there. Were, most of them were honestly five minutes from us, so we ended up picking. I think we're gonna pick get the same spot every year. Is what we were talking about. Just because the uh, convenience of location and um, yeah, it, it was a really nice, uh, really nice Airbnb. Um, so yeah, we went to D God's Utes. It was kind of underwhelming. It was more like a mixer, um, but it was easier to network there and meet people because you could actually hear yourself. Um, and then after that, I think we ended up meandering to a Dirty Rabbit, which was uh, very fun. I like that. Uh, I like that club. It was it was my vibe, and. Yeah, had a, had a bunch of fun there, and then Tuesday night. It's all honestly kind of a blur because I only slept nine. Tuesday hours. night, wait, or no? You were there that's see, that's, see, that's like you're going backwards in time now. Either that or forwards. Like you're, you're going back to Miami, and I don't know about it. One or the other, right? Um, no, that so that that was Friday night, and then. Saturday, we went and hung out uh, at the beach for a little bit. I wanted to get some uh, beach time in. Then we did Goblin Town. 
Oh, and this is when B-Ways crashed. This was when we were, we were tweeting bearish on B-Ways. Because he's like, I'm going to go sleep for three hours at like 3 p.m. Because none of us had slept the night before. And uh, he was out for 12 hours. But he, he wakes up at like 3 a.m. and like pulls up on us. And he's like, I'm fucking fresh. Let's go. <laughs> uh, was, but uh, Goblins was actually like, it started off pretty shitty. Um, I guess we also like got there like during the premium access part before like they just started letting uh, a bunch of people in. Um, and there's a bunch of art all over the walls. And I didn't know this at this point because I had to go take a piss. On, and they were encouraging you to piss on the floor. They're like, eh, come piss on the floor over here. It was, <laughs> it was in an abandoned Macy's in an abandoned uh, mall. Dude, you're, you're, you're joking. No, right? I'm not. Literally, the Goblin Party was in an abandoned no, Macy's. But they, they were encouraging you to piss on the floor. That's what the sign said. <laughs> Bro, there's no way okay, in hell that anybody actually did it because, like, dude, that, that, that's going to start smelling like shit. The, it, the whole place already did smell bad. It, it, was, it was a goblin party. Um, and they were giving out, like, free tattoos in the back as well. They had, like, a tattoo station uh, set up. It was an open bar. Um, and there's, like, a bunch of art all over the walls. And while I was pissing in the toilet, um, uh, I guess I made an announcement that, like, it, it was like a heist. And so any piece of art you saw, you could just literally rip off the wall and keep. So it was pretty cool, but I miss everything I because um, it was happening while I was in the bathroom, I guess. Uh, but a bunch of people got some cool art. The DJ they had at first, like, really sucked. And I was like, yeah, this, this party's all right. But then they brought this other dude out, and he was, like, playing on the drums. And he was a really, really good DJ. And uh, the, it got it got much better, and then we went to the Sappy Seals um, like rave thing somewhere down the street afterwards, which was also very fun. Um, the Seals rave did look fun. I saw some videos of that. It looked like it was a good time. Um, you know, the thing with a lot of these that I was you know that that I was impressed with, like they look like they sized the venue correctly you know because some people i feel like i've been to some events there where they overestimate you know how many people are going to be there and then eventually like if you've got too big of a venue then you know it can kind of like almost you get lost in the the space right place right right you know but the proper size venue you're gonna have a little bit of a weight or something out front right like nothing too insane um, but you're going to be able to fit the majority of people that come, but you're not going to just have this massive emptiness that, you know, kind of takes away from that atmosphere that you're looking for there. So, you know, were there any spots that you went to that were either kind of like just completely dead or, you know, that you showed up and you were like, holy shit, that line's insane. Like, I'm not even going to try this. Um, room 110 doesn't wait in lines, Kaleo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh no, every everywhere we went was was pretty fun. The most underwhelming one for me was D Gods, um, but it was also very enjoyable. Met a bunch of people there. Uh, met a bunch of seals from overseas and uh, a lot of PA people. Um, I think what they did well during this event too was a lot more cross pollination than last year. Um, so I think that played out really well, and I think more communities should probably you know co-host events together rather than like trying to you know block other people out 
I like that. So, I mean, what 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 was one of the prime examples of co-hosted event that you went to that you know ended up turning out pretty well? The uh, the PA plague and uh, seals event at La Rouge was. Oh, okay. Shoot, I, I guess that's what I missed. I thought each of those were individual events, so they were co-hosted. So yeah, the the first one at La Rouge was uh, the PA plague and uh, seals event. Yeah, it was a co-host. I didn't meet many frogs there, which was very surprising. Um, I thought I would meet a lot more frogs there, but it was maybe I was just maybe in like the PA seals area. Um, could be, but yeah, I didn't. Not mainly. I met frogs, but like not you know like they didn't identify as like main frog holders. They ever like identify. They're like, you know, I got PA seals for, I got all of them, but you know, the PFPs are like PA or seals or whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that was one of the, that was one of my favorite ones just to start the night off with it. And, you know, that was when we met most everybody for the first time too. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had met a lot of legendary people. And so, that, yeah, it brings me actually a question for you is, my, for my next acquisition, you know, I kind of want to get seals. I kind of, I kind of want to get a seal and join that community, but also kind of want to, you know, sweep a couple frogs because I feel like they're about to have a next momentum push forward, um, and then maybe uh, flip those into a seal. And then also, I want to buy more PA now as well. Um, yeah, honestly, very bullish. What's the question? What's the question? <laughs> well, I'm hearing a lot of statements. Right, Kaleo. What, what should I buy next? <laughs> All right. Well, first and foremost, not financial advice. Um, you know, let's see. We'll, we'll we'll check it out. Plague has looked incredibly strong. You know, it surged recently. Um, you know, it's right right near the all time high. Um, still chopping right above that point two four point two five area. I wouldn't be shocked if it does continue higher from here. Here's the only thing that I struggle with as far as PA. Which, you know, I, I feel like gives it a little bit more breathing room as far as time to be able to accumulate is, man, it is just so flooded. It, the ecosystem is a little bit diluted right now, right? Like they've had so many projects that they've put out there that there are a lot of different things. that The people that are already holders and, you know, strong believers of the project have to accumulate so i feel like that'll give you a little bit more time not to say that you know it's a death nail to the project and it can't ever come back but i think it does provide the opportunity for people that have a stronger level of conviction a little bit more time to be able to accumulate with it right because you know you've got the the genesis collection but on top of the genesis collection i mean rooster you could go through the list of the others that are out there that all play into that ecosystem as well that you know i I just feel like there's probably some type of, you know, even if it's not the Genesis side that you'll have more time for, you know, the higher beta plays and some of the other smaller named collections that are part of that ecosystem, I feel like you'd have more time to accumulate. Um, you know, right. So and, I, and Bolt's doing, a, they're, they're doing a major announcement, like a major space this week with a lot of, uh, um, he's had quite a few major announcements and, PA for for me, I, I never wanted to trade PA just because from the you know from the beginning uh, minted a full set and you know they quickly rose. I, I got priced out very quickly, um, you know, from being able to accumulate PAs. Right, I think the all time high was around like 
six ETH for a Genesis. Uh, the full set was like all time high was like uh, twelve ETH somewhere around there. Um, and so yeah, I got got priced out from being able to easily accumulate more. Um, but PA was always something you could trade like trade every single time like it always pumped during spaces about like 20 to 50 percent and then would have uh you know a little a, a pullback afterwards i was just too scared to like you know try and you know it's like maybe maybe you know the one time i sell is when they don't pull back right so i i would have been able to like easily scalp uh pa before um and so you know that could be another play this week though you know all the pieces will probably pump uh up to spaces during spaces and a little bit afterwards and then pull back a little bit again once the, yeah, the hype settles down. But, you know, again, if you're going from that pure trade or if you're trying to avoid the pure trading perspective, I think that, you know, you still probably have a little bit of time to buy it for because like you said, you know, it's one of those things a lot of the time when you have an announcement on that it ends up being sell the news event where people buy into it, but it sells off after you know, like regardless if it's NFTs or anything else, unless it's one of those where you know, basically it's an announcement for an announcement where the next announcement somehow has more hype. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, like realistically looking at it out of the names that you said, the, the name that kind of sticks out the most for me short term would probably be Sappy Seals. Um, because Sappy Seals, if you're looking at it, you know, like look at what happened the last time that penguins had a massive run up, right? Like within a couple weeks of that happening or a few weeks after seals really gained a lot of momentum on top of that, right? A lot of people looking for that cute meta. And right now penguins are basically at their all time high floor as far as, um, you know, yeah, floor price. Like they are almost in price discovery right now in terms of their ETH floor price looking at 4.25 where seals are still stuck at 0.7, you know, right there underneath. Looking at, like, that higher beta play where, you know, they lag a little bit but have the chance to move, you know, with higher volatility on top of these types of moves. Like, I would think that seals would be a pretty obvious one as far as an answer for, hey, what could be something that builds on the momentum? And, you know, like you said, super strong vocal community on Twitter. Like, had a great party as well. Um prominent founder with that like a lot of engagement and then you know another thing that's pretty important uh, i realized they play into the you know the whole pixel ecosystem but i still think that overall their primary ecosystem is you know relatively concentrated supply like you know it's a 10k supply for seals they don't have like baby seals or anything i get they've got the pixel pets but the pixel pets i feel like I don't want to say are irrelevant to the seal collection, but, you know, I feel like they're kind of different, even though they're related. Um, so I, I do think seals is a, you know, out of that group for, you know, if you're looking for like over the next month, what I would say would perform the best out of all those, it's, that would be my pick. Yeah, that's, that was my initial thought as well. Seals was my, what uh, was the number one acquisition, but, the feeling I've gotten about the frogs is I don't like percentage wise. You're cutting out a little bit, my man. 
Yeah, rooster, rooster, you're getting rugged. Yeah, give me one second. I don't know if you can hear okay, me. I think, I think you're good. Yeah, I'm pulling up in my yeah, parking yeah, you're spot. Good now. It's, uh, I never get – this one piece of plywood, I guess, cuts all reception in my parking spot. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. But, yeah, so um, I was thinking if I – you know, where if it would be easier to – or not necessarily easier, but – likely to be able to flip one and a half to like two frogs or three frogs into two seals, right, instead of just one. You know, the, the, the thing I, I'd be interested in, Rooster, one second, I'm going to while you're walking because I'm hearing a lot of uh, echo from the wind cutting through, but I don't think that you own any seals to begin with, right? And I know that you own some frogs. So that's why I'm thinking the diversity play is pretty solid. You know, I'm still heartbroken that, like, I am the shallowest exposed to my pin collection that I've been because of what happened with FTX, where I had to liquidate some pings after that happened just for the sake where I was like, okay, I want to secure a little bit more cash right now just because I took such a massive hit with (laughs) – with the FTX thing that I was just looking to secure some form of liquidity, but you know, like I still have a solid amount. Like I, you know, I only have a couple big pings now instead of the eight that I had, but I've got, you know, uh, I still have, I think close to 40 lils. So, you know, still a decent amount there. Um, and you know, like, but I don't have enough seals. I don't have enough, you know, I've got a decent, I think I've got, 10 or 11 frogs, you know, little, little stash of frogs going on. Um, but, you know, again, all those I'm bullish on. The one, the one that I really hope eventually one day takes off, I don't even have that many of them. I've got like 10 little chubby verse friends, but I just don't get how that one doesn't eventually follow suit with all of this because I'm looking at like the people that are, you know, the owners, the founders, everything else of chubby verse friends and they're all like people from the penguin community right you know so again i'm looking for those like penguin beta plays for hey as it skyrockets because i really think that it's going to head into price discovery you know what are the beta plays and you know chubby verse friends is one of them hey wonky stonks is one of them yeah i gotta give a shout out to the stonks on the stonk space we got a lot of ping holders who love the stonks as well um, so, you know, looking for the plays that are going to carry off the momentum of something strong and it's kind of a market leader right now, I think is a solid idea whenever you're looking for, okay, how am I going to allocate this free capital that I have to invest? Right. That, and that's, that's one thing that, uh, I really wanted to do that ended up missing was, uh, was a penguin party. I wanted to meet, uh. A lot more pangs. Did meet. I uh, see Nick T up here. We we did meet him. Uh, also another legend. Um, but yeah, I did. I did end up missing the penguin party, which I did want to uh, wanted to go to. But yeah, yeah, I've been I've been browsing. I've been sh- been seal shopping. Uh, I have like a couple that I'm deciding between. So so that's your vote, uh, seals. Yeah, if it's net neutral on what you have to spend, say that you've got one ETH to drop on something, I would say, you know, hey, a seal's probably a good bet. 
plus, you know, you would have enough for a frog or like a little puppy on top of that. So, you know, I think that you could almost compromise with both, just depending on what what your budget going into it is. Right. And speaking about cute thesis as well, and, uh, um, you know, pumping, uh, pandas were doing really nice. Unfortunately, they didn't do a, a Art Basel event, which I was extremely disappointed about because pandas rage and uh that would have been the perfect spot to do it um which it, which was also annoying so i ended up i had a you know when they were at around 0.3 right before art basil um i listed my genesis on blur you know this is when i'm trying to secure the more airdrop for blur too so it's like turbo listing on blur um but then they have no mobile support so while in uh while in art basil um I noticed that they're pumping and like my, my Genesis is only like eight away from the floor at this point. So I delisted on OpenSea and I couldn't delist it on Blur. They have absolutely no mobile support. Uh, I couldn't even like get to my account on Blur um, to be able to take that, that panda off. So I ended no. up selling, <laughs> yeah, I ended up selling uh, two pandas that I couldn't delist um, during Art Basel. <laughs> okay, and, wait, yeah, so... So it ended up getting sold out from underneath you, know, way beneath what you wanted it to. Right, right. Yeah, no. I think ju- just in 24 hours, I, I didn't miss out on like 0. 0.3, uh, an extra 0. 0.3 profit. I think uh, Genesis is like sitting at um, like 0. 0.69 uh, when I looked yesterday. And mine sold for like 0. 0.47 or like 0. 0.45. So like, yeah, like 0. 0.25 uh, I missed out on. <laughs> Just Dang, in like a well, 12, 24 hour period. So I haven't seen, you know, many people talk about what they've gotten with the second blur drop yet. It's supposed to be today, right? Yeah, it is supposed to be today. And um, I'm actually kind of irritated because before I, I had like 100, the 100% loyalty or whatever. And, you know, the very high chance of getting like the legendary drops. And then I turbo listed and then my loyalty went down to like 50% and a medium chance to get legendary drops and so it was actually an inverse effect of putting more activity on blur to get more airdrop that i'm actually shooting myself in the foot over it now no dude that sucks so yeah i know i could and i couldn't figure out i, I didn't know what i did i was like and i was using i use their sweet you know everything that they're saying if you, you want more airdrop do this i use their sweep tool um was listing on you know, all like, you know, the top 500 or whatever projects to make it count towards it. And then my, my airdrop went down and I was like, this is fried. And it cost me my Genesis Panda. <laughs> that sucks, man. Well, you know, that's what, that's what I'm curious about. So, you, you know, airdrop two is supposed to be 10 times bigger than airdrop one. I'm just curious to see if it really looks like that for a lot of people. Right. Is it? Has it dropped? I'm looking right now. It doesn't look like it. Again, I thought that it was supposed to be sometime today, but you know, I am so. Let's see, Blur.io, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. 
I'm not seeing anything for it yet. You know, I'm checking. Um, and I'm not seeing anybody anybody talk about it yet. But, you know, that is something that should be popping up later today. And again, you know, I think that, like they said, the, the actual tokens get released sometime in January. Right. I think it's January that, that, that's kind of been my thesis over the past month has been, you know, for the NFT market as a whole, that that's the next real stimulus check that people are going to get, right? Like, is the Blur airdrop. Because, you know, Blur is going to be listed on several major exchanges. I'm sure they've got partnerships lined up. There are a lot of these exchanges that want to drive that type of activity. So, you know, I'm sure that it's going to be listed. And there are a lot of people that are going to take that, convert it, you know, if nothing else on the DEXs, and immediately convert it to ETH. You know, so they'll take that ETH and they'll take that ETH and sweep whatever their favorite project is. Because what NFT DGENs love to do, buy more NFTs with whatever free capital they get. So, you know, say that this is, you know, like for people somewhere ranging from a thousand to $10,000 that the average person gets, which is a lot of money, right? You know, they're going to be able to take that and boom, what does that look like? Well, you're, you're talking about a half ETH to, you know, up to like seven plus ETH to be able to start spending on some of these type of projects that people value and are within that price range. So I really think, you know, from the bottom down that there is going to be a little bit of a surge that ends up coming here because there are a lot of people that have probably experienced a liquidity crunch over the course of the past several months. And this is going to be basically a stimulus check for them. So I think that there really is, you know, a little bit of alpha in front running the airdrop as far as some of these collection sizes that meet that criteria within that budget. No. Yeah. A hundred percent. And uh, lining up to that too. Um, very much in line with, you know, a lot of people being in a, a liquidity crunch the past few months. Um, but at the same time, like where it looks right now, all the solid, like if you were stock stacking solid projects, um, over the last couple months, a lot of them have performed pretty well, like, uh, you know, to where we are now in all things considered. So, you know, leading up to that too, people are going to be getting more liquidity by, you know, letting off a few pieces that they may have picked up for extremely cheap over the past few months. So yeah, I'm pretty bullish on, uh, NFTs after Art Basel for, you know, the next month or two at the very least. Yeah, man, I, I, I fully agree with that. I think that it's something that, you know, you really can't ignore going into it that as much as it felt like back in the heart of the bull market that NFT collections just slowly die off, what we've really seen is, okay, there's been a little bit more of a liquidity crunch. So what does that mean? It means that like while people are looking to exit that, okay, yeah, things will go down. But what happens with these are, you know, with these collections, like Pudgies are a perfect example, right? Where you know, look at their price discovery slash expansion from two ETH to four ETH that happened, you know, kind of in the month of August. So after it had that massive volume raise up to four ETH from the two ETH area and slowly bled back down to about two and a half ETH, right? You know, but what happens is when it finally hit that floor and it finally flattened out a little bit, you know, the number that were listed to get back up to four 
you know, wasn't nearly as high. And it just slowly, people slowly ate away that had a higher conviction to be able to get back to where we are now. And, you know, then what happens next? Boom. Well, back at the all-time high level, FOMO starts to ensue. And you get another round of um, volume that comes sweeping in. But there's a lot of patience in that process that's involved in getting there. But it's one of those things that naturally occurs with a lot of these projects that have some type of higher level of momentum. They're not completely dying off with that, right? Pick God, what's going on, man? Not much, guys. I'm uh, finally able to talk just because I called out of work today because I've been sick for the last couple of days. But, Rugged. dude, I am so fucking bullish on NFTs. Like, it's just driving me nuts, man. It's I, I feel like I'm going crazy, and I think part of it might be because, like, I'm in, like, an echo chamber, and I'm is following Is it me that's getting rugged, or is it, is it quiet? It's you getting be, rugged. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can uh, hear you, man. All right, I was saying I'm so fucking bullish on NFTs, and I don't know if I'm just going like crazy or if I'm like just in an echo chamber because I'm following all these NFT people on Twitter. But like when I think about like a USD value, like especially like with the pudgy penguins, you know, they were hanging around like 3000 US, you know, USD. Like I see no reason why the floor for pudgies can't be 10 to 15 ETH when ETH is trading at seven to eight thousand dollars in two to three years. Hopefully, you know, like making the project floor 100k usd is that something like crazy or is that something you see happening too no i think it's fully plausible you know i again looking at these like i really think that it's not too far-fetched the comparison that was made a while back that kobe put out there that nfts are really just altcoins with pictures right and you know whenever you're trading alts, like whenever alts first started trading back in the day, like, you know, traditional alts, BTC is what everybody denominated them in, right? Everybody stacked alts in terms of BTC. You were crazy if you ever talked about USD. Well, right now it's similar, right? Everybody that trades NFTs talks about NFTs in terms of either A, their ETH price, B, their sold price, you know, whatever chain that they're on, that you know, individual token is what they're looking at. But I really think we're less than two years away from that kind of shifting to a USD-centric system. And I'm not sure what will be the trigger that really causes that, but I'm sure that there's going to be some way that a lot of the trading and a lot of the volume for NFTs does start to happen on a more centralized exchange basis. You know, I, I think that people are going to figure out how to do nft perks as ridiculous as that may sound for some people i think that the next bull market there's going to be such an incentive for people to do it and the great thing about perks for nfts are that you don't necessarily have to you know you don't have to have your actual nft deposited on the centralized exchange right perks are realistically just you know they're they're not represent their representation of the real asset but they are not you know, the real asset themselves. Like, you know, you are opening up a position one-to-one against somebody that is on the opposite side of your trade. That's all that matters for the liquidity. And as far as, you know, the real thing that matters for that is being able to have an accurate metric to keep track of spot prices, which, you know, I think that people can come up with some accurate, semi-accurate way of accounting to keep up with, you know, what a mark price looks like. Um, for some of these assets, you know, on the decentralized exchanges. 
The issue is that, you know, you're really encountering with a lot of these as far as implementing perps are. The fact that, okay, you can say, well, they're pretty easy to manipulate right now with low levels of liquidity. But again, my whole thing is, well, what that ends up driving eventually is more interest on the spot side. So it brings more volume. And I really think that you're going to slowly see that start to play out and start to happen. And, you know, I think that it's a lot closer than a lot of people really think that it is. And once you start to get that type of interest, so now, you know, like the CT side of it starts talking a little bit more about, okay, like, you know, they're not just talking about shitcoin X and its chart. They're start, starting to talk about the charts of the NFTs that are coming out. Like it is going to happen. It's just a matter of, you know, practically how and when, but we're closer than what a lot of people are giving it credit for. Yeah, no, I, I think that's uh, some really good points there. And I think the, the best thing about trading NFTs in, in general is, you know, like it's <clears throat> it's a little bit different in, in the sense that you don't really have these VCs dumping on you, your altcoin bags. You know, it's a much stronger uh, holder base. And I mean, obviously, you know, the main reason I'm here is because I'm, I'm here for the community sense, you know, so uh, bullish on the space. I think a lot of these projects can do a, a 10x basically from where they're at now. Pudgies, the wonkies, the frogs, the seals, and uh, I'm here for it. No, I love it, man. And, you know, even even projects at the top, too, right? It's one of those things where, you know, like I shared the ape chart about, hey, here's where it could go. You know, if the head and shoulders breakdown does occur, I would love for it to continue to prove me wrong and continue to not necessarily ever break down to those levels, you know, to the 30 ETH type area before it ends up bouncing back. You know, if it does, I think that it's a great buying opportunity. But, you know, it's one of those things. There are a lot of people that see those type of charts that shows some type of near-term bearishness and they're like, okay, well, you're claiming that NFTs are dying off in that process. And that's not necessarily true at all, right? You know, all that it's talking about is that NFTs basically perform in the same way that, you know, similar assets do, right? Like, you know, different asset classes, doesn't matter what name you ascribe to it, you know, psychology in markets trends similarly. And, you know, that... It's one of those things, if you're looking for the opportunity for solid times to buy, you know, you should be aware of, okay, here are the things that my investment could or could not do. And, you know, how it might end up, how patience might end up paying off and help me, you know, secure a place to be able to invest where I'm more comfortable. But, you know, at the same time, if you're not like willing to wait on those type of things and you just have such a high level of conviction in that project, that you're like, I'm going to stack regardless of where we are continuously. That's OK, too. Um, you know, point being with a lot of this, though, is that, you know, I think that at the end of the day, you are completely right. Pick God, we're just continuing to invest and have patience in high conviction projects, especially in this space right now, I think will pay off here over the next few years um forrest what's up man welcome up to the stage hey thanks for having me i'm just uh having a lot of fun listening to you guys talk but you know to come up and play a little bit of devil's advocate you know i think it's kind of hard to believe some of these projects will get to that 100k floor again you know i think we've gone through it but we're going to go through a new phase of nfts that become more of a consumer product 
that aren't necessarily based around hype and FOMO. And don't get me wrong, I'm very, very bullish on NFTs. The being able to own digital assets is great. I'm a project manager of two NFT projects and balls deep in the space. But I don't know, you know, I think we've gone through a bit of a hype cycle and it was fun. It was crazy. People made money, people lost money. But we're going to see a new phase that's maybe more chilled out, you know, and we'll see projects that won't sell out necessarily right away, but it won't destroy the project like it has with other projects during this phase. Sorry, I'm walking up a big hill. It's gassing me. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to hear about what you guys think about that, you know, or do you think really just more volume is going to come in the space? Rarity, things like that going to play a role. But the only thing that matters is having more altcoins to trade and being able to trade them as quickly as possible. Okay, well... I disagree with that last point, right? Where having more altcoins to trade and being able to trade them as quickly as possible. You know, I, I think if anything, the theme of what we've talked about with the way that these NFTs end up reacting are that, you know, if you're looking for the being able to trade them as quickly as possible, you're probably not going to perform very well in the NFT space. A lot of these projects that are performing well right now are performing well because people have had patience and they've held on to them and they've been able to, you know, sit through the ups and the downs and slowly grind their way upward. And as there are more and more people that are, have high levels of conviction for those bags to be able to hold on to them. And, you know, I think that it's one of those things if you're looking for that quick flip, unless you just have some type of real form of alpha and edge for your discipline to be able to execute on that, it's really difficult to do. And, you know, one of the things that makes it really tough with NFTs for quick flipping also is NFTs have this built-in tax system that's a lot higher than what you have with a lot of other assets, you know, for the creator royalties and for the platform royalties, where you get them on both the buy and the sell side of the trade that you are paying these, whether you realize it or not, right? Like, you know, so it's... It, it inherently puts your cost basis just X amount higher, you know, whenever you buy it. You have to have it perform X percent to even break even on a lot of these. And that's not always an easy thing to do. So I think that, yeah, having patience with a lot of these and not having the quick flip mentality is incredibly important if you want to perform well. Um, yeah. And, and on that too, um, you know, if, if you look at the apes chart from like way, you know, way back in the beginning where they initially moved from, uh, like 15, 16 ETH to about 50 ETH over like the course of three or four days, they actually had bare, not a lot of sales. It was only like, you know, between like 400 and 500 total sales, um, that moved them from, the 16, 15, 16 ETH to the 50 ETH spot. And so they, they kind of had a little, a little blessing um, in terms of like, it was so new people weren't uh, as afraid of getting rugged yet and scared to, or just, you know, and going depleting completely to zero. Um, so people were more willing to just 
I think let it ride uh, back then. And now people are a little bit more cautious of taking profits. You know, you'll see a project have a thousand sales just to move 0.05 ETH. Um, so there, there is a little bit of a discrepancy in, you know, the sentiment around the whole space from when, you know, a project like Apes was making their initial move and then, you know, other projects nowadays are having to fight through, uh, you know, more people taking profits. Yeah, man. So it's, uh, it's, it's part of the nature, I think, of any market that, you know, again, if you have expansion, you have contraction, you've got a lot of consolidation and accumulation prior to the next, you know, expansion slash markup. Um, so, I don't know, I, I, I just still have a lot of FOMO that I wasn't able to be there with y'all rooster, but Dude, I'm telling you, the freaking water supply here absolutely wrecked me <laughs> and completely, completely wrecked my stomach for the end of it. So even if I was planning on going to it, bro, it, it's almost a blessing in disguise because I wouldn't have been going anyway till like Wednesday or Thursday. So when the whole water supply issue took, or took place here, it was on Sunday, right? And apparently E. coli takes like, at least three days for the symptoms to really creep in. So it didn't hit me until Wednesday evening when I would have probably been heading out there anyway. And I was just wrecked for about three to four days straight because of that, which would have been exactly during the window. Right. And um, I mean, you should know better than to just trust Houston water out the tap from the get anyway. Uh (laughs) But no, that that was one thing uh, me and B-Ways and some of the other legends were talking about was, um, you know, if you actually did end up making, uh, you know, making it out and going out with us, there's like two two scenarios, you know, we'd either become much closer or you would never, ever want to see us again. <laughs> and, uh, bro, bro that's, how, that's how it is with everybody every time, right? Like... <laughs> I mean, unless uh, y'all are just complete assholes out, I would I would think it'd be the first one. No, no, right. But I just mean just like meaning of like how hard we went. I blame you for me walking out of eleven at like eight something in the morning. <laughs> I blame you for that because on the pre Basil spaces, that was the only club I heard you mention by name was eleven. So when I saw it again, it it ringed in, and then. So, Wait, uh, you went to eleven because you heard me mention on the pre basil spaces. I think no. I mentioned <laughs> that's not why we went, but when like it came up in conversation, I was like, Oh yeah, I heard that before. That was like the only place uh Kaleo talked about like some of like the, the big popping places that, that I was like, that was a, one of the only ones he uh said by name and then I saw a banner while I was at the beach and it was like Travis Scott performing at eleven tonight. Um we didn't go for that. It was the same night we went. I think we pulled up after he was already there, though. Uh, but yeah, no, 100% your fault of me walking out of there at like 8.30. Bro, you know the crazy part? I've still never made it to 11. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I actually never have. But, you know, I think that I in the pre-Basil space, I think I mentioned 11 by name and space by name because those are two of the club clubs that are over there on the Winwood side. Yeah, um, you could kind of call. Oh, yeah, I guess eleven changes. Eleven's like where Gazy lives. 
yeah, apparently it changes scenes after a certain time in the night. Um, it, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a club. And now I can completely understand how you're talking about uh, just walking or like, you know, not just walking. See, I'm, I'm so a little brain fried. Uh, just going there and trying to budget and how easy it is to spend $10,000. Yeah, bro. You see what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> not only how easy it is to do that, but like you just leave completely physically wrecked after it. And I mean, it's a good time, but like that's that's the issue. Like, you know, you're you're dipping out and going to bed early if you're going like back at two or three a.m. Right? Like that is an right. early early night if you're wrapping up around then. And that's tough, man. Like, it's, you know, once you're over the age of 30 and you're a complete boomer, you know, it makes it a lot more difficult to, you know, to push through that. We we did it. Everybody was rallying. Uh, first night, I think we went to bed like five something, or I went to bed like five something. Second night was like seven something. Third night, Saturday night, I didn't go to bed, which uh, ended up hitting me and Nelsonius really hard. I like on the way to the airport, I don't know what happened, but everything like hit me so hard, like a truck halfway through the Uber. We had the nicest, like uh little Uber driver and we we're, we're having great conversation with her. And then I was like feeling like I almost was starting a stroke. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> I completely disassociated. Didn't even feel like I knew where I was. It was, I was not well, uh, and I was like, great, now I have to go navigate the airport. And now Sonny, he was a doctor, and we rode to the airport together, so I'm like, okay, this makes me feel a little bit better, you know, I got a doctor right here. And um, so I'm like, don't even know where I am, like, I'm speaking gibberish, right, the conversation was great, and then I started, I don't even know, talking about, I have no idea. Um, and then I have to wait in line uh, for check-in, because the kiosks weren't working. Um, and so that was, and I didn't, they never sent me an email to check into my flight before. So that was terrible. But anyway, he waited for me and then I get out of line and he's like, man, I am not well. And I thought he was like just mocking me for <laughs> what I was just doing. But no, the same exact thing hit him like 15 minutes later. And then, so yeah, we were both disassociated and feeling like we were actually peaking on psilocybin in the middle of the airport and that was a journey <laughs> dude that's <laughs> that's intense you know so i were were guys like 80s living out through this entire period who was the person that was constantly dipping the earliest um nobody uh nobody actually, and what was really sad too is the 80s actually wasn't even able to make it um, out to Basel, um, so that was, it kind of, you know kind of, kind of hurt all of us a little bit because we were all super, or at least me, I haven't met him in real life before, right? And so we we're super excited to meet each other, but he what he didn't end up being able to make it, so that was a very unfortunate. Just like T too, T wasn't able to make it either. But but we FaceTimed me. You know, I, I we FaceTimed um, night one. That was pretty much the only time it was possible. Other than that, I was yeah. incapacitated. Okay, what about uh, Cube? Cube didn't make Cube. Cube wasn't there. 
so well, I thought at, Cube was there. Cube was showing beach pictures. No, Cube was somewhere like with his family. I think, uh, like on vacation with his family. So yeah, he wasn't. So at the at the house, we had uh, Breath wasn't able to make it either. He he was supposed to pull up, but he ended up getting sick. So a lot of people ended up. So if you're talking about dipping out the earliest, it was those guys. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, at, you know, it, it brought out the true degens, I guess. So no one was dipping early. We were all raging at all times. Who was the most interesting, like, you know, big name Twitter account type person that you met? Did you meet anybody? Yeah, um, met a lot of people the first night. Um, talked to Thread Guy. He, he's actually very cool, very genuine person. Um, you know, really enjoyed his company. Um, Farouk ended up pulling up to La Rouge. Uh, talked to Frank D. Gods a couple times as well. Um, no, I doubled the sleep that I got throughout that weekend last night. So <laughs> I'm still a little bit scrambled. <laughs> So it all blurs together a little bit. Yeah. Um, who else? I'm just curious, like, who you met in person was completely different than what you expected from, you know, the perso- the personality they portray online? That's a good question. Um, I'll have to think about that first. I'll have to think. I, I'm, I need to write down the list of uh, uh, people that I met while I was there. And, uh, you know, honestly, you know, I think I have an answer for that. I think it might be Kloss from PA. Kloss from PA. Okay. Yeah, I think. I, I, uh, I don't know Kloss. Too, I know him a little bit because B-Way's told me about him. Um, and, you know, I've followed him since then, but still haven't interacted a ton. Um, what was it that was, you know, just completely different about him? Um, we actually ended up being ex- extremely similar. Really? That, that's, yeah, that's what, uh, yeah, we, we were ex- extremely similar type people. Um, and what's funny is he lives like 20 minutes away from me, too. Uh, so we'll be linking up more. That's badass, man. Love it. So overall, you know, after going to this one, you know, what would you recommend to the people that did not go? Is it worth it rolling out? Is it not? Who is it for? Who is it not for? It's, uh, it it depends on what you're going for because there's a lot of events. It's impossible to make it to all of them. So you kind of have you have to tailor it to what you want to do. Um, I think everybody should definitely try and make it out there. Uh, turbo bullish. Um, I would definitely. I'm doing it again every year. I'm probably going to try and hit uh, NYC this year too. Maybe. Um, I'm gonna hit uh, East Denver as well. Obviously, I'm here. So if you're coming to East, these conferences. I think especially on the NFT side, you know, one of the main foundations of NFTs is the communities it creates. And I think the being able to meet and hang out and, uh, you know, spend time with, you know, the people you've been shooting the shit online with for 
you know, months or years on end is uh, extremely important. And I think it, it cements more, it cements more of like a community bond as well. Um, so as far as NFT side, I think, I think that is important because it's one of the main foundations of it. So I'm definitely doing it again. Um, depending on what you want to do, it, it's definitely very easy to uh, uh, overdo it, which I kind of did a little bit um, as my story foretold at the, uh, the airport. But yeah, that, that, that's what I'd say. If, if you like to party, definitely you can find anything to do. Um, you can go to smaller play, like more like mixers and do more networking. And uh, if you'd like to as well, um, personally, I did not see any of the memes about like the people all on their phones. That was not the same experience I got. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure what our Basel they're at, but it's definitely not the same one I'm at. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was very enjoyable. It, very enjoyable. Love to hear it, man. Well, yeah, I appreciate you hopping on. I know it's, you know, not easy after a weekend like what you just experienced, but I definitely appreciated hearing everything about it, man. It was a, sounds like it was a fun, fun experience. Um, you know, for those that missed the beginning of this, you know, all of what he just summarized is buy more wonky stocks. Um, 110%. You know, you know, like that, that's what I heard from everything that he just said. Um, so yeah, I if y'all do, didn't see, the wonky venue was the biggest venue of the whole weekend. Easily, easily, and the most underground too. Yeah, people were left in the, leaving the A party to go to the to the wonky event because obviously it was at the same time. <laughs> so Stocks ridiculous. four to a hundred ETH. <laughs> you know the craziest thing is Rooster. It was such an insane party that nobody even remembers it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's like it's it's unable to be talked about ndas were having to be signed it, it, it was a movie yeah or even though i'm the, the person that issued those ndas you are risking your life slightly by even bringing up what you just brought up <laughs> right slightly absolutely <laughs> so um yeah man i gotta i gotta wrap up things unfortunately but good as always and now that we don't have any of this you know, no Basil, nothing else going on. Um, Friday, we will be back with another episode of Wonky Weekly Alpha. So look out for it and be there. Um, but again, as always, appreciate you, Rooster. Appreciate you, Pick God. Um, appreciate also, uh, before you got here, Rooster, actually, you know, you, you did see him for a second. Uh, Wonka coming up and giving his explanation of how he does agree that football actually is called soccer. That was a huge admission and maybe the biggest revelation of this entire space. Legendary. Um, but with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this one, and we will see you this next Friday. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, coming out. Love and light.